This week in the parish of bourses and market structure, Narain is nicked. Another former National Stock Exchange of India CEO gets arrested. There's a tale of two JSEs. Over in Johannesburg, it's curtains for the Plant Technology Board, while in Jamaica, optimism remains around the junior market. Is El Salvador's BTC DOA? The obituaries are in concerning the El Salvador Bitcoin currency play from Steve Hankey and Bloomberg, amongst others. And particularly in Europe, there is an energy market meltdown. The damning news for Europe is that even JP Morgan, led by Europoodle and perennial Davos man on the wrong side of future trends, Jamie Dimon, has begun moving staff ex-Frankfurt to London in order to avoid working by candlelight, presumably while powering their Bloomberg terminals with pedal power. There is, of course, a solution. It's called free markets and less kissing up to deranged dictators full of gas. My name is Patrick L. Young. Welcome to the Bourse Business Weekly Digest. It's the Exchange Invest Weekly Podcast, episode 160. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. This is a very brief reduction of highlights amongst the key headlines from the week in market structure. All the analysis of the many events and happenings from the past seven days can be found in Exchange Invest's daily subscriber newsletter, the unique guide to the bourse business sent daily to your inbox. More details at exchangeinvest.com. Ukraine's President Zelensky rang the New York Stock Exchange bell virtually this week. He's seeking $400 billion in foreign investment. It was a fine moment of symbolism as the New York Stock Exchange rightly saluted Ukrainian entrepreneurship and ingenuity at a grim time in the nation's history. Hopefully the Russian invasion will end soon and more hopefully still thereafter Ukraine can become a more open, less corrupt society to enable its economic potential in which we can all feel comfortable to invest. In India, the Enforcement Directorate, they have arrested the former NSE, MD and CEO, Ravi Narain. That's in a money laundering case. A shocking development in the holy hoax unravelling of the NSE's past management. As now, Ravi Narain being arrested in this money laundering case is amongst one of several pending actions against this exchange and its staff. That makes Ravi the second former CEO of NSE after Chitra Ramkrishna, currently on a lengthy period of incarceration without bail, As we watch the descent of the NSE from the one-time poster child of electronic Indian stock trading, and indeed still a hopeful IPO candidate, which has nowadays encountered difficult legal times. The Johannesburg Stock Exchange, they've frozen the plan to launch a technology board, despite overwhelming support from institutional investors, audit firms and listing sponsors. Meanwhile, in Jamaica, the JSE there, they've reached a historic landmark of 100 listed companies and their CEO, Marlene Street Forrest, who is, I believe, going to retire later this year, is still bullish on the junior market of the Jamaica Stock Exchange too. Overall, China, they've been enhancing Hong Kong's status as a global financial hub, adding overseas stocks to the cross-border trading scheme that's known as Connect. 
Those new initiatives being welcomed by all parties and indeed China further opened its domestic derivatives markets during the course of the past week, enabling foreign investors further access if they're qualified overseas institutions to trade what have been previously broadly domestic futures and options instruments. Of course, the macro event to watch in China is the upcoming 20th Party Congress on October the 16th. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly. We welcome your feedback. You can contact me directly, patrick at derivativesvision.com with any comments. Meanwhile, if you enjoyed this show, we would welcome you giving us a thumbs up. Or if you have time, a positive review will always be welcome wherever you find this podcast. Results, just one set, but very interesting numbers they are this week from the parish. The International Stock Exchange, TISE, that's the Channel Island Stock Exchange as was, they announced pretty encouraging results for the first half of 2022. Actually, I'd call them very encouraging results. Okay, profit after tax was down 14.5%, but given the fact that overall listings have been drying up in lots of places, they managed a record turnover of £4.9 million. That's, what, $5.7 million, which was up 2.5%. Equally, they didn't see a cataclysmic fall-off in the number of listings. 487 securities listed in the course of the first half of the year. New markets. Bangladesh is looking at its first commodity exchange by the end of this year. The Chittagong Stock Exchange planning to launch that. And Aquas Exchange, they've launched a new market. Well, it's new to them. It's a pan-European dark pool. It's going to be called Aquas Matching Pool. That accelerates the development of the Aqua Stock Exchange business and indeed Aquas are going to be accelerating the platform itself onto its own technology in the near course of time which can only further amp up the former UBS MTF which Aquas acquired a few months back now going to be issued with double UK and EU dark pools. If you're trying to understand what the world of markets means, whether it's dark pools, blockchain, cryptocurrency or something else, don't forget my recent book, Victory or Death. It came 20 years on from the capital market revolution and Victory or Death is published by DV Books and distributed by Ingram Worldwide. Moreover, coming on Tuesday while you're waiting for your copy of Victory or Death to arrive, check out our live stream. Tuesday 6pm, we're back. We're going to be discussing expiry building cloud-based exchanges with guests Guy Malamed and Magnus Almquist of the expiry organization. In Cryptoland this week, Indonesia is looking to launch a crypto exchange by the end of 2022. Meanwhile, Binance chief CZ has been reiterating in a lengthy blog post that Binance is not a Chinese company. At the same time, a few international developments, a Nigeria-Binance partnership is in talks to create a digital city to develop blockchain in West Africa. Coinbase, they had a bit of a whoops nasty this week. A mispricing issue allowed users in Georgia to cash out their positions for 100 times what should have been the rate. Ultimately, Georgian Coinbase users who profited from the hours-long price bug found their bank accounts locked while the exchange demanded its money back. It's an ugly standoff. Coinbase looks amateur and has exacerbated yet another PR egg face with their actions. At the same time as proclaiming elsewhere in their agate prop in the course of the last week, Coinbase is the most trusted platform for buying, selling and exchanging digital assets. 
The question is, does that really stand up to reality? And indeed, more importantly, is it the behaviour becoming of even the, well, mere $10 billion plus market cap business that Coinbase is these days? There's only one daily news source for the business of bourses, Exchange Invest, the exchange of information. Exchange Invest publishes the daily digest of everything in the market structure industry around the world in a user-friendly email briefing format from Monday to Friday. With additional pith by former Exchange CEO and long-standing fintech pioneer Patrick L. Young, yes, that's me, Exchange Invest is the unique one-stop shop for the daily news in markets, market operators and related functions. Exchange Invest is available to subscribers at $200 per user per year or currency equivalent. You can get more details at exchangeinvest.com or email me, patrick at derivativesvision.com. Product news this week. The European energy crash was mega. Sweden and Finland stepped in to avert a Lehman-like situation for power companies. In fact, people are saying that it may even be bigger in terms of bailout than the Lehman financial crisis of 2008. Of course, that was the crisis over the Russian invasion of Ukraine being exacerbated by a typically daft EU attempt to control prices top-down at the end of last week, which led Russia to promptly close the Nord Stream pipeline. I'm here from the government and I'm here to help. Once again, Reagan's most terrifying maxim proves damningly correct as Germany's lead sponsored by a supplicant and short-term stupid, there's no other word for this, and long-term moronic, likewise, European Union, threatens to turn the European Union nations back towards an energy and secure past where candles look like groovy innovations. This is absolutely the square fault of government, as led, if you can call it led, by the Russian sleeper agent Angela Merkel. There is surely no other explanation or justification for her appalling leadership these days, can there be? In terms of unmitigated catastrophe, which now threatens the European lifestyle, once the richest in the world, but no longer, the fishers may yet take down the euro and the EU itself, at which stage Brussels will have only itself to blame. On the energy points and specific to our markets, a chill wind of socialist critique is now embracing the media and more. Think tanks pushing anti-market rhetoric and somehow... People suggesting that TTF is actually to blame for this whole thing, which is, well, frankly laughable, but a sick joke. It's an ugly week for power markets. It has been an ugly week for the politicians who have failed the people. But more importantly, despite the short-sightedness of the political classes, EEX, ICE and NASDAQ all deserve plaudits for their ability to run markets against a purely chaotic backdrop. Elsewhere in product news, the Baltic Exchange and Zhengzhou Commodity Exchange, they've agreed an MOU for Panamax Futures. LCHCDS Clear has gone live with clearing for iTrax Australia indices and single name constituents. And Egypt, having put their plans on ice for a few months after the Russian invasion of Ukraine, they are intending to privatise 10 government companies via the stock exchange during the course of the year. And finally, in product news this week, the Beijing Stock Exchange, they're going to launch their first index for small and mid-sized enterprises known as the BSE 50. Exchange Invest is the daily must-read by the most influential figures operating the world's best markets. We invite you to join the exclusive group of Bourse bosses and other C-suite executives who make Exchange Invest the exchange of information, their daily business intelligence guide to markets the world over. Exchange Invest is available to subscribers at $200 per user per year or currency equivalent. You can get more details at exchangeinvest.com or email me patrick at derivativesvision.com.
Technology news. MCX is in talks with 63 Moons to renew their service contract. MCX having reversed themselves into a fiasco due to the failure of Tata Consulting Services to deliver the solution agreed according to the timeline of their contract. It does not require a great deal of intellectual application to correctly allocate the phrases upper hand and under pressure respectively to the appropriate party to this negotiation. Over in Zimbabwe, finally in technology this week, Victoria Falls Exchange, VFEX, they've launched their online trading platform. Regulation news, the backlash continues on the SEC's proposals concerning proprietary trading. The notion that actors, whether individuals or corporate bodies, must register with a regulator to speculate or hedge using their own capital when not undertaking client activity or beholden to market-making practices ought to be anathema to the whole notion of regulation. However, when you have a rather despotic control freak style of management, passing as the US government and indeed passing as the chairman of the SEC, there is a regulator with an innate knack for overreaching edicts. And that's where we end up. It's a ridiculous concept. Proprietary trading should be free of regulation. SEBI, they've warned algo trading brokers against promising high returns to protecting investors, which is a reasonable approach in the overall past performance is no guarantee as to future outcomes world of regulatory advertising. Career Path this week, former CFTC Commissioner Jill Summers has joined the FTX US Derivatives Board. At least it's encouraging to see FTX attracting female talent from beyond the pages of Vogue for once. And there's a new director of the Costa Rica National Stock Exchange. He's on the a mission to make the capital market a country project. All the very best to Cesar Restrepo Gutierrez, who will be taking over on November 17th. He currently works for the Colombian Stock Exchange. And in Big World this week, gosh, it's hard to know where to start. One could mention that it's only four years, not even four years, since the UN General Assembly of 2018, when Donald Trump noted Germany will become totally dependent on Russian energy if it does not immediately change course. How the German delegation laughed out loud at that point in time. Now, Trump has, well, never been the best vessel for the communication of truth, as Douglas Murray noted in The Spectator. But in this case, it's difficult to argue with just how right he was. Elsewhere, we had an obituary being written on El Salvador's Bitcoin experiment. El Salvador had a Bitcoin revolution. Hardly anybody showed up when the rather withering headline in Bloomberg, which also accompanied a National Review article by, amongst others, the economist Steve Hanke. Since there's a weak rule of law in El Salvador, the forced tender provision of the Bitcoin law has no teeth. As a result, most Salvadorian businesses 80% refused to accept Bitcoin as a medium of exchange, noted the hanky paper. It went on to add, the verdict is in on Bukele's Bitcoin experiment. It was based on false promises from beginning to end, a total failure. How remarkable it is, ladies and gentlemen, dropping in an already outmoded, energy-intensive and not very scalable asset could result in a national failure of currency replacement. Unless you were reading Exchange Invest, of course. And on that bombshell, ladies and gentlemen, that mysterious and magnificent note, it only falls to me, Patrick Young, publisher of Exchange Invest, to exhort you to try a free trial to our newsletter ASAP and also wish you, until episode 161 of this podcast, to have a great week in blockchain, life and markets.
This show relates to the business of bourses. It is not to be construed as investment advice, nor are we making any investment recommendations. Please consult an investment advisor before you make any investments, and for goodness sake, do your due diligence and do not make investments without complying with the regulations in your home state. Exchange Invest cannot be held responsible for any investment decisions made as a result of our programme, which is for entertainment purposes only. The material herein is copyright Patrick L. Young at the date of publication, while our music and sound effects are sourced from copyright-free sources. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly, the exchange of information.